Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Joining, well, I can't say it this week. Joining me is just Nate. Nate, how are you doing? Oh, it's just Nate. Just Nate here. Um, and, uh, it's good to be here. You and know we, what uh, I meant. John's I know here. what you meant. Yep, I know. We're missing John tonight, but uh, we'll try and hold the fort down. Um, but yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um had a good New Year's. How about yourself? Speaking of holding the fourth down, from Fort Worth, Texas, your TCU Horn Frogs are going to the national championship, baby. My New Year's was amazing. I was at the game. <sighs> Cannot believe we won. Didn't we're never trailing the entire game. The whole like five hours it took because of all the scoring. We were never trailing. And it was amazing. I cannot believe we're in that championship. If they actually win, you might have to find a third host with you guys because I might just ascend to heaven. Oh wow! I, yeah. Well, we don't we don't want TCU to win. Then we need you around. I, they want to. I want to actually do that. So you do want them to win. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a it's been a fun year. Can we get the Quentin Johnston to the Chiefs yet? Yeah, I think we gotta we gotta start that hashtag. He's he's something else, dude. And we I you turned me on to him back. I don't know when TCU played KU. It was the game that you and I both went to up in Lawrence. That was in October because before I started my new job. And you were kind of like I guess he was kind of a sleeper at that point a little bit, wasn't he? Well, like he was he's really good last year, but like they hadn't like fully like integrated him into the offense as much so he like his biggest receiving game i think up to that point was like 50 yards 55 yards or something like that but yeah i remember the whole drive to lawrence i was just being annoying and i was just like oh yeah he's gonna go for 200 today and guess yeah. what? he went you were, for like I, 210 <laughs> i mean i wasn't I hadn't been paying that much attention to TCU up to that point. So I was kind of trying to get the rundown, the scouting report from you. I was asking, is there, is there any players that I need to like watch out for? And you're like, yeah, no, like Quentin Johnson, he's like insane, like all this stuff. I was like, okay. Like I thought he had much more kind of like NFL, I guess, potential or like had already been getting that kind of popularity (laughs) at that point, but he really hadn't. And then he just goes off for 206 yards, 14 catches, 206 yards, and one touchdown, I mean, <laughs> in that game. And he's been doing it really ever since, and he did it again on the biggest stage this weekend. Yep. That, that one little hezzy step and go oh. that he did on the drag route, that was insane. That was like Julio Jones-esque. Dude, so I was in that corner that he was running to. Really? Of the end zone. Yeah, it was so sick. Like, you saw him. Like, he's, I could see the blitz, right? And then, like, you see him throw it, and I'm like, okay, you know, he ha- he has a chance. And then he, like, does that move, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude, This the noise was, like, deafening. It got so loud when he did that move. Like, I couldn't hear anything. It, you, have you ever been in this? It's like a concert. It's just kind of like, oh, it was so cool. It was he easily. absolutely dusted that guy. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I don't know if that was a safety covering him, but he – he literally had no chance. I like was like thinking as I was watching, and I was like, 
why did you not cover the sideline? Like you have to like force him towards the middle. It's like he had no help. I I don't think no. so. It, it was, was like an he was on all out blitz too. So it was yeah. man coverage everywhere else. And so after he beat that guy, it was see you later. Six catches for 160 yards and a tutty will do it for you. That will do it for you. That that'll get you get some heads turned for sure. So yeah, he's pretty good. Kind of bad for us though, as Chiefs fans. We need him. We need him to tone it down a bit. We need him pulling well, down no, later he, in the draft. He's, he's probably, there's no way he makes it past twenty. Yeah, the first probably round. not at this point. If we trade this at the draft, I might lose my mind though. But we'll that would be insane. Um, but we'll probably get into that this off season. Um, I don't know if we'll do that oh, yeah. before the NFL draft, where some some big names could potentially land, or we'll, we'll do that after. We'll definitely cover that after. But um, we yeah, we'll do keep... it live from the NFL draft. <laughs> oh, we should. Yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll keep tabs on that though. But yeah, overall, that was a really good game. I mean, ECU honestly seemed like the better team. And I guess the score shows, huh? Yeah. It does help when your quarterback doesn't throw two pick sixes. I will say that. That is true. And that's just what we were talking about before the show. Is like I, I kind of thought Michigan was always going to have a chance in the game. Like I kind of thought they would always like get back into it. And they were within shouting distance for most of the game. It was yeah. between a 10 and 7-point game for most of it. But uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those were the huge plays there that kind of turned everything. You feeling good for Georgia? We'll see. Uh, see, because I'm not going to lie, I went into the TCU game with, I don't want to say negative, but, like, I went in with such a mindset of we're not winning that it was, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of nice, you know, when your uh, expectations get a little bit blown, I guess. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Here's hoping they can pull it off, but we'll see. Twelve and a half point dogs against the dogs. So we'll, we'll see. see. I think I think I'm riding TCU though. I got to do it for you as long as you promise not to ascend to heaven. You know? No, I won't. I will say if TCU wins the national championship and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I might give up on sports. Like <laughs> it's not going to get better than that for a year. Dude, I did talk about this with a friend. I was like, imagine we win the national championship in football, Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and then TCU men's basketball somehow wins the national championship. I, I don't think I'd ever forget 2023, ever. You'd, you'd, you'd go off being a, a loser in fantasy football, though. So that you got to stick around until then. Honestly, if, if you had told me, some of those things would happen if and I got I had to get last. I'd take last <laughs> for the next five years, dude. <laughs> You're drafting Trey Lance in the third round. No, first round, baby. Justin <laughs> Tucker in the third. <laughs> there you go. Um but yeah, we should right. probably talk go Yeah, ahead. what else are we getting into? Yeah. Well, obviously we're not the most buttoned up podcast, but we do need to touch on the unfortunate uh Damar Hamlin incident that occurred this past Monday. Um, we try to be pretty positive, you know, just have a lot of fun, bring some positivity to not only, you know, your guys' lives, but our lives, you know, we, we, um, 
but we I feel like we kind of had to talk about it just a little bit. The only thing I really have to say is I've just been trying to keep him and his family, you know, in my prayers and everything, really hoping that he can recover and then, you know, we can, you know, move on in positivity, you know, obviously. So every, all the updates have been good ever since then. So that's, that's great to hear, but, you know, we're just trying to keep it in, in our thoughts and prayers. And obviously if you can donate, a lot of people have to his charity foundation, his goal was $2,500 and they're now at 6.5 million. So that's always great to see. Um, so while it does feel a little, uh, Nate, what was the word you used earlier? To... I don't know. It, it feels everything else is kind of unimportant outside yeah. of his health and, you know, his family and the, the people in the Bills locker room right now, like nothing else really matters. So it's kind of pointless to be talking football outside of that, or it seems wrong a little bit uh-huh. to be, you know, talking about, NFL playoff scenarios and and fantasy football after that, but but I mean that we're trying to be pragmatic about it and yeah you know kind of just want to acknowledge that you you hit it on the head though it's uh, it's a very scary incident something we've never seen before something and, the NFL's never dealt with um, and honestly and, might never have to deal with again after this mm. Ho- hopefully you know since it's such a rare thing but yeah yeah. Um, absolutely we definitely wanted to you know still do the podcast so you know we kind of said our our two cents on it for what it's worth um and i think we just kind of turned the page obviously keeping all of that in mind but at least in terms of the podcast just to bring i would say some more positivity and you know just kind of there's been a lot of negative i don't want to say negative but you know kind of sad sadness around the situation so just to bring some positivity i think is always good for everybody yep i agree but i'm gonna pass it over to you because i did want to talk about the fantasy championships you have been a part of and since i'm not Mm -hmm. in any this year i think it's a it's a quite apparent i just need to be quiet on this part Yes. So I have been lucky enough to make it to a few fantasy championships. Um, I made it to three uh, fantasy redraft finals um, that just got played over this last weekend. Um, So I actually, as of right now, I'm officially the champion in only one of these leagues. And that was the vampire league that I was in which I just got extremely lucky lucky in. Uh, the guy that I ended up beating in the finals was the one who took out the vampire who just had the superstar squad. So he did me a great service, and then he laid 86 points for me this week. So he could not have been more of a homie. Like, I appreciate get, that. Do you get anything for, uh, like, if you beat the vampire? Or is it just a win? It's just a win. So, yeah, okay. if the Vampire beats you, he's able to acquire a player off your roster. But if you beat them, it's it's just a win. And you, I guess the the reward is that you get to keep all your players. But um, so, yeah, luckily I only had to play the Vampire once this year. Didn't lose to him then. Didn't have to meet him again in the playoffs. So I It was really all luck, I have to say. Hey, um, that's sometimes what fantasy football is about. 
it, it is a, there's a lot of luck involved in fantasy football but yep so i got i got the championship in that league which i'm pretty thrilled about i don't even think it was a money league i think it was literally <laughs> just for for pride um but i'll take it i needed a little bit of pride after this year um then i'm i'm up quite a bit in another one it sounds like this one's going to be a two-week uh combined final um so i've got a pretty commanding lead in that one as it stands right now um going into the second week as we all know no lead is safe in fantasy football anything can happen um it's going to be a little interesting too most of my leagues don't play championships in week 18 um Yes, same. So I'm going to have to navigate, I think, a few people maybe resting their starters. Um, I think we'll eventually get into this. I don't know if we're going to do it this episode, if we're going to go over the teams that might be benching their starters, people that have already kind of clinched their spot, um, locked up their spot for the playoffs in the NFL. Or they have um, nothing to play for, like the Cardinals, right. the Falcons, et cetera. Right. So I think those are all things to consider. I um, but yeah, we, we'll talk about that later. So that's two championships down. And then in the last one that I'm in, I'm currently losing to my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> she, she's at 18 points on me going into uh, the second week of the, of the matchup. So need a big turnaround there. Just tell her to but I, ha- the I have to, I have to ask you, how do the Jacksonville Jaguars win 31 to three and Trevor Lawrence puts up Four and a half fantasy points. Is that because Travis Etienne is just a dog like that? I think he had like 35 fantasy points this week. I think he did. But yeah, so T-Law let me down big there. Same with the the Giants. Saquon Barkley only has eight, no, seven points, and they win by 28 against the Colts. I know Danny Dimes is crazy. Danny Dimes may have just solidified his role as the quarterback on the Giants for next year. That's so dumb. Which is, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, I don't know how you're feeling about that. Dude, okay. If I was I'm just I'll put myself in their shoes. If I was a Giants fan, I don't I don't want him back. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I guess depending on the contract, but like still. You yeah. can't you can't really be happy about that, right? I wouldn't so, think so. I mean, I just think that you would feel like you're going into pretty much every matchup. I mean, most of your games with the worst quarterback in the in the game. I mean, I guess the one thing is like best case scenario, if you keep Daniel Jones, you have the third best quarterback in your division. Yeah. We're not even talking about conference or the NFL in your division. And you're at mm-hmm. the third best out of four. And the commanders will probably have a new quarterback. I had to guess. So, yeah, that's a little crazy, honestly. It is crazy. But, I mean, I guess what we did see was, I mean, Daniel Jones put up 40 fantasy points. So, it's like, that's his ceiling. Like, the ceiling's there. I mean, he threw for 177 yards. Not awesome. Two touchdowns. Pretty good. Ran for 90 yards. Pretty good. Two touchdowns. Like, I mean, it's maybe it's just what you got to – get the best out of Daniel Jones if you're Brian Dayball in the in the Giants. For so sure. Maybe there's something there with him, but yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know how to feel. Well, here, let's uh before we get into the, do you want to do the hot takes now? Oh, do I? 
Do I want to get this over with or not? (laughs) So uh, we pulled up our – because remember, we had a hot takes episode. Ah, yes. If you can recall a while back, we made some outlandish hot takes uh, for this fantasy season. This is a few Um, months ago for our more loyal listeners. Uh, (laughs) Nate, why don't you you – yeah, explain what your hot take was for the for the season, why don't you? Oh boy. Um so yeah, we <laughs> we made some hot takes a while back. Um just thought it would be kind of fun to revisit these. We And we cannot we, ex- we cannot emphasize. These are yes. hot takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did. So I we we put these out there and then I think we all okay, Leighton, John and Nate, we all uh made a hot take and then we went ahead and voted on each other's hot takes for which ones we thought were the most likely to uh to come to fruition i think mine was the most likely yeah so my hot take i said that darnell mooney wide receiver (laughs) on the chicago bears i hate reading this no you're doing great wide receiver on the chicago bears would finish the season as wide receiver eight or better um, darn <laughs> currently on IR, and he is wide receiver 67 as it stands right now. So, to be fair, he's been deactivated since week 12. Um, so that's a lot okay. of games missed. That's but he was, I gotta be honest, he was not on wide receiver eight pace before that. Um, oh, you don't think so? Um, just he was just off the mark, I think. Uh, through those games that he was playing, he was averaging eight and a half fantasy points per game. Mm. So that's uh, not good. No, but he was primed to to boom at the end of the season. Well, um, I mean, to be just fair, unfortunate we didn't get to see it. Justin Fields did blow up, kind of. He did not by throwing the ball. <laughs> well, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I guess yep. I'll read so mine. That's mine. So that was that was a big uh, strike. Why don't you share so, your blade? Mine, my hot take for the, this past season was I said Trey Lance would be a top five quarterback. Um, he's currently the 59th rated quarterback in fantasy football. To my defense, he did get hurt in week two. So, uh, it, it, again, it was a swing and a miss, but... I w- it is, I guess, better that it was a miss because of injury. And he played one and a half games. And the one game he did play in was in Chicago, and it was like during a tsunami. Mm. So uh, I guess take with that what you, what you will. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Uh, hey, you know, I'm just defending my guy. No, I that wasn't too outlandish i don't think i mean to be a top five quarterback in the nfl it doesn't say that's it's probably easier to do than to be a top eight wide receiver or a top three for running fantasy. back yeah for fantasy um and we've seen you know what brock purdy's doing in the 49ers offense right now and we've seen what jimmy g pretty consistent and not very uh i mean he wasn't really setting any records in San Francisco, but both of those are pretty effective quarterbacks within the San Francisco 49ers system. So I think we can agree that Trey Lance is probably the more talented out of those two 
other guys. So, I mean, he may be. So it was possible, I think. Um, I still – I may like that one for next year, depending on his recovery. Sweet. Run so it back. I think you got to run it back next year. Um, then the last one, and definitely the safest bet, I think, was um, John. Was it, though? Yeah. Out of, out of those three that we put up there, yeah, I think he, I he definitely had the safest – option um his was for joe mixon to be the number one running back um it for fantasy this season running back Um, 12 right now yeah running back 12 right now so he really wasn't that far off it looks like mixon missed two games this year um which does play a big deal um did have a 55 burger and in week nine against carolina i think he had five touchdowns that game five or six he had oh. five, four on the ground, one in the air. Yeah, so that was that was pretty big. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Joe Mixon has been a good fantasy pick this year so far. You kind of it's sorry. No, I was just gonna say you kind of missed him for the the two games he was out in. I guess technically three. He didn't didn't play much against Pittsburgh either. No, that's um, when he got hurt. Yeah, but I think for the most part he's been kind of kind of quietly steady he's not been i guess as big of a focus point in that bengals offense um kind the of big but, game is kind of skewing it yeah that's what i was just going to bring up i i'm not saying john was wildly off because i mean it's, it's hard to be the running back one to be the running back 12 you're obviously a good player to have on your team but i I feel like if you take out that 55-point game, I'm not going to say you're disappointed, but I don't think you're happy either, if you mm-hmm. get what I mean. Like, how, do you know how many games he has over 15 points? Besides that, he only has four Yeah, games over 15 points. And Well, wait, sorry, five. I missed one in week 16. So, again, he's been a good player, but... He, he went in the second round, right? Late first in some leagues, probably early yeah. second, mid-second in others. So, so, yeah, that's probably not the type of production you'd want out of him if you look at it on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Obviously, if you have the number 12 running back on your team, it doesn't hurt. But, yeah, like I said, if you take out that 55-point game, it's a little, little bit tougher of a – I guess of a – production to be looking at is the right way to phrase that but hey just shows joe mixon can still do that at his age but i have a quick question for you where do you think he goes next year Mm, how old is he going to be next year 27 27 at the start of the season i think so yeah that's getting towards the the point where we typically see running backs tend to trail off i still think he's got some juice in him now um, but do you think he's like a top, look, top second or second round pick or better again, or is he like a third, fourth? Like, let's say I, so. If if he finishes this year as running back twelve, doesn't really do anything different than he has up to this point to finish the season. Um, and let's say Cincinnati doesn't really bring in anybody into the backfield, really. That would I change up that will. offense a lot, which, yeah, I kind of doubt they will. Uh, P. Ryan's a pretty good backup option. Um, hmm. I think the name is going to carry a lot of weight. I bet he'd be late second still. 
early third. Yeah. That's kind of where I, I just can't picture him getting past the third round. Because if you're sitting yeah. there in the third round, you're like, oh, I can get Joe Mixon as my running back two or my first mm-hmm. running back if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, or tight end receiver. That, you can't be mad. So I, would, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things that we talked about preseason was, I mean, I think one of the themes we reiterated a lot was like the changing of the guard in the running back room a little yep. bit, how it was a lot of these good, you know, veteran running backs that we'd come to know and be very familiar with in fantasy football. were kind of getting older uh, and might be starting to get replaced by some younger names and whatnot. Um, Just wait. It, yeah. It, did the, Do you feel like that really took place this season or do you think, are you yes. expecting that you do? So I think it took place this season in terms of like players stepping back out of the limelight but nobody's like stepped into it again right because like we were all expecting like a deandre swift a jonathan taylor uh Brees hall i think he would would have been the guy have, yeah if he didn't tear his acl um and granted you know i think a lot of people are expecting a lot from james cook for example and all these younger guys um but you you just have so many veterans out there i can't as long as I've been doing fantasy football, I could not tell you the amount of players that are 25 and up that are like at the top of the running back position. Cause typically mm-hmm. it's been like some young guys. You do have still an older guy kind of up there, but I think next year's draft will truly show what, who the next players will be. Obviously B. John Robinson's a stud you have. I don't remember. I don't remember the guy's first name, but the Gibbs running back from Alabama if Kendra Miller from my alma mater, TCU, he's going to be very good. You have Sean Tucker from Syracuse. You have a lot of guys out there that, if they get in the right situation, could really, I think, blossom and become the next kind of, I want to say, you know, next kind of group of guys that'll carry on the running back legacy forward. Because if you think about it, let's just say Derek, let's just say, because Zeke's not going to be on the Cowboys. Derrick Henry's going to be 29. Joe Mixon will be 27. Kamara will be 28. Cook will be 28. I mean, McCaffrey, I think, will be 26. So he still has like a year technically. But it's uh, it's yeah. getting a lot older. It's, it's honestly kind of scary to look, think about. Because like, I think next year is going to be more of a kind of like a crapshoot, I guess, when you're looking at it. And then I think the year after, I think it'll definitely be more clear. Like all, I don't think, you know, like Joe Mixon or all, all the guys I just mentioned, I don't think they will be focal points anymore. But again, I could be wrong because that stat about 27, somebody, you know, kind of put on a different counterpoint, which I thought was interesting. And I want to see if you agree is that I don't know if there's been as talented of a group of running backs for so long, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that this group that we're talking about is like the veteran group that's getting yeah. older. That's where I was kind of getting at was like, is, is this stat like, does it really hold up? It's like, we're, we're kind of told to think that it's like, you know, 26 is when we started getting towards the end of a running backs kind of like peak years. Yeah. The 27 prime, yeah. might be still in their prime, but then after that we should see them decline a bit. And I guess we haven't really seen that. That's what I was going to ask. It's like, have you seen any running backs this year kind of like come off the 
the pedestal because I thought Derrick Henry would have been maybe the the one guy I thought of who's older than everybody else. Um, and I mean, he's still been pretty productive, I would say, this year. I honestly haven't paid that much attention to Derrick Henry. I don't know what his rank he's the is. the running right back now. four. So, yeah, he's been great this year. I mean, Eckler was somebody that I was a little worried about, and Eckler's mm-hmm. just been nuclear. Um, Barkley a little bit, mostly because of the injuries. I thought that that could have an impact. I think Fournette was kind of somebody we saw tail off. Um, mm-hmm. He's got to be 27 or 28 now. Oh, Fournette's – I don't want to say he's done, but he's kind of done. I think he, yeah, he, he, he was – well, he's still running back 11. Yeah. Which is – I never thought I'd see that. So, basically, yeah. if I could – if I told you that between Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Barkley, Eckler, Elliott, and Leonard Fournette, would you agree those eight guys have kind of been the names of – fantasy football in terms of running back over the past like three to four years yeah do you have did you have dalvin in there mm-hmm. yeah dalvin yeah. Cook. yeah so i would say how so. how many of those do you think are top 10 running backs right now uh i mean five that's actually a really good guess it's four so henry's number four cook's 10 so he's barely squeaking in there Kamara's 17, Barkley's 5, Eckler, obviously running back 1, Zeke is 21, and Fournette is 11. So they're kind of in that, like, weird range, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see that, like, getting better, though, next year? No. So, like... That's the thing. It's like, maybe we were off on this by just a year or so. I mean... Yeah. It's not like we've gotten... And this is interesting too because this has been oh, I a forgot down McCaffrey. year for the he, Okay, he'd be in, in there too. Yeah, he's number two. Sorry about that. But this he's, is interesting because next year. Yeah, this is interesting though because this has been a down year for the running back position. I think across the board. So Eckler is the RB one right now, and his fantasy points per game is like a notch over twenty or, or mm-hmm. something. Like yep. it, it's not been great, and I think RB ones we've seen in the past have been you know, on that 25 points per game kind of pace almost. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. So, it's it's like they're hanging around, but they're not as explosive as we would have probably felt like a top top 10 yeah. running backs to be. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think we'll see this really catch up next year probably. And th- that'll be interesting because, I mean, we're flooding the – fantasy world with a lot of new names now mm-hmm. exactly which, so i think you're right it's going to be kind of a crapshoot of like eh, am i going to take a risk on this veteran guy it's like maybe maybe it's he's still in his prime could get one more year out of him or i think it's going to be kind of a 50 50 shoot if, if if the guy's just a total bust and if the guy's pretty uh productive but right no, it makes sense. It's definitely something to think about, and we'll definitely talk about it at length during the offseason because I think this this is definitely the talking point for next year. Yep. It's like how do running backs stack up compared to the value that they typically have brought in the past. So it'll be interesting. Um, definitely. So let's – do you want to run through the, like, three most impactful games and kind of playoff scenarios for next week? Because it's yeah. probably more prevalent than fantasy at this point. 
So yeah, honestly, I feel like most championships are probably wrapped up for many listeners out there. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, just um, looking ahead to to teams ahead. that are kind of trying to get into the playoffs now or trying to hold on to their playoff spot um, as we go into week 18. Do you have those games pulled up, kind of the the big ones that yeah. matter? So the do you want me to just list them real quick for you? Sure. Or we can yeah, go through so the, one at a time if you want. Uh, I'll just list them really quick, and then we can kind of touch from there. So the top three in terms of playoff implications are Bills versus Patriots. Um, you could say the biggest is the Jags versus the Titans, winner wins the division, and then the Lions versus the Packers. So um, that's obviously not every team that can get in the playoffs, right? Because um, mm-hmm. in the AFC, the Dolphins and the Steelers can still make it, and in the NFC, the Seahawks can make it. So <clears throat> basically, when you're looking at those, the Packers, the Jags, and the Patriots are all if you're if you win, you're in type of situation. Yep. Um, and then it kind of gets more complicated as it goes down. But you know, which one of those are you? I guess most excited about, most confident in, just kind of. Give me your thoughts, dude. I think the one that I'm probably most excited about is the Lions and Packers game, which is really? the Sunday night game. I'm really excited about that one. Um, I think it's just a really weird spot for both of these teams to be playing each other. Hope to get into the playoffs. It's like, I mean, what we've come to know about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is – they dominate the regular season. They're in the playoffs every year. They may underachieve in the playoffs, but this year has been quite the opposite of that. They're kind of on a hot run right now. They've kind of climbed back to eight and eight and have a chance. If they win, they're in. Is that is that right with the Packers? Yeah. All, all they have to do is beat the Lions, and they're in. So, That's it. Yep. They're, the future is, is in their hands right now, so um, they know what the – what the assignment is, and we'll see if they can execute. But literally on the flip side of that is just like the Lions also have a chance to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is which is honestly pretty fun. That. Never would have thought that. I mean, I, I don't know who I'm rooting for in that game. I think I it'd be it'd be fun to see. I think the Packers in this kind of scenario, barely getting into the playoffs and and trying to make some noise, but it would be really cool to see the Lions get in. Um, young team try and shake things up in there i yeah i think i think the lions will end up losing i think the lions are kind of like a year away i think next year i think they could like blow up next year and like kind of do what the vikings did this year um that's probably what i'll predict sneak peek um (laughs) but i I just sorry i was just gonna say i just think that atmosphere will be insane though sunday night lambo field Oh, it's in Lambo. It's in Lambo. Like that's going to be Ooh. wild. I feel like it's probably going to be like a, a crisp, like negative fifteen degrees up there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and, uh, I love the Packers in that game. The more I'm thinking about it, but there's no way they lose, right? I don't think so. So we're probably looking at the Packers, and then we're probably looking at the Jags, and then. I would honestly say the Steelers, I had to say, because mm-hmm. the Patriots have to beat the Bills. I think the Bills beat them. The Dolphins with uh, Skylar Thompson <laughs> has to beat the Jets. 
But if the Steelers can beat the Browns, they're in the playoffs with those two above them losing. Um, what would you rate the Steelers' chances, Nate? Beating the Browns? No, making the playoffs. So it's a, it's another if they win, they're in? No, so they have to win and the Dolphins and Patriots have to lose. Um, uh, <laughs> it's It could happen. <laughs> I mean, anything could happen, but like it, it really could happen, I think, with uh, Skylar Thompson starting for Miami. It's a home yeah. game. Looks like the Jets are favored on the road against Miami. I mean, it it's definitely possible there. I probably like the Jets in that game. Um, then I I'm with you. I don't think the Bills would would drop a game to the Patriots. So I wouldn't think I, and so. Then, right? What's that? I wouldn't think so. No, and then I think the Steelers have really been playing good football lately too. I don't think the Browns really have much to play for at this point. Um, they have not looked very good with Deshaun Watson yet. He's not looked very, I don't know, seasoned right now since he's been reintegrated back into the game. Uh, I think they're just trying to get – Yeah. They're just trying to build some chemistry for next year, for being honest. That's all they're really playing mm-hmm. for. It's, it's a weird kind of uh, – a weird series of events that would need to happen for the Steelers to get in, but I would I would definitely say I like the I like their chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those those outcomes of the other two teams they need to lose are are pretty possible. Mm-hmm. So, but but what game are you most excited for? Um, they're all pretty good. I would say if I had to choose one, I'd gonna go with the. Uh, the Lions-Packers is going to be the best game. But I'm excited for the Jags to make the playoffs, baby. That's I can't wait awesome. for them to, to host the game. Uh, again, the Titans could win because the Titans. I don't think anybody outside of Tennessee wants the Titans to win because we kind of know what they are. They're not going to win a playoff game. The Jags, however, they could pull off an upset against like the Bengals or Ravens, though, so. I definitely want the Jags to make it, but we'll see what happens. Mm. It's uh, we'll see what happens. It's definitely exciting. Well, I mean, Nate, do you hard have to... anything else to add? Or no, dude, hard to believe we're already here, week eighteen in the NFL regular season. Dude, I've like always said the last come and gone. The last four weeks of this, the last like month of the NFL season, this is gonna sound really. Uh, I don't want to say insensitive, but. Because I'm because we're Chiefs fans, the last like month of every season kind of feels like, oh, can we just like get to the playoffs, you know? So it's yeah. I feel very spoiled to like have that mindset, but that's I know. kind of just what we've become accustomed to. I know, it's so weird. It was too. not that long ago when that was not a thing. When it was if we made the playoffs, that was our, our shining moment. Yeah. Yeah. But but it, it kinda is now. Yeah, and then, I, I don't know. The last month of the NFL has always, I thought, been a little bit, I don't want to say dull, but it's kind of like, okay, you know, which there's at least, like, a third of the league that's, like, out of it. You know, your fantasy teams, you're either in, like, the final four or you're not, so you're statistically most likely not in it. And then, especially the last two or three weeks of the season, it's like, 
only like four or five teams are vying for playoffs at this point, which is still exciting to, to watch and be interested. Don't get me wrong. But the the feeling of like the first three weeks when people are trying to figure it out, everybody starts at evil playing, even playing field is really mm-hmm. cool. That's so mm-hmm. much fun. But who doesn't love the NFL playoffs? I can't wait for them to start. MLK weekend too. Martin Luther King. So great way to great way to start off, I guess, the postseason action. So I'm definitely excited. But if you're one of those few people that has a championship in week eighteen, don't do that next year <laughs> because there's a lot of players that are sitting. I'm not gonna get into all of them because that'd take a whole other podcast. But I try wait, not I to did- I did want to bring that up. Is there anybody that really could be sitting players this week? DeAndre yeah, Hopkins anybody? isn't playing. Okay. What about, what about teams that would be more in the playoff picture? So like, they have is there like, anybody that could sit their starters because their playoff position is not going to change at all? The Giants could. The, the Giants, Giants like they'd have the six seed locked up. Um, okay. Could the Bucks now? The Bucks could, yeah, because they're done. They can't, they can't move they can't, up. Okay, can't I didn't think down. that they could move up. I know that they've got the division locked, so they're probably they're gonna get the four seed. Yeah, which is wild. It's, yeah, they've been so bad. But yeah, that's that's basically it. So watch out for those teams if you yeah. guys are in it. I would honestly not start them because they're. You got to think about it from a player perspective. It doesn't really matter how hard you're really going to be trying anyway. So I definitely keep that in account, but um, definitely try to change that next year if you can, because it's, uh, yep. it's not fun when your best player is not playing. So yeah, like the chargers, can they, can they do anything? They can probably know, make it honestly. to the five seed instead of the six seed, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying I don't to know. look right now. So they, probably, they yeah. are the five seed right now. Okay, so they probably want to keep that. Yeah, they could probably drop to the six. Yeah, they're tied with Baltimore right now. So if Baltimore won and okay, so. LA lost, they would drop. Yeah, but, they definitely don't want to do that. But it's you know, it's fun. I'm excited for the postseason. Kind of re- I'm kinda done with the NFL regular season, so I'm uh I'm excited though. So well, good luck if you guys are playing. Good luck to your teams if you need them to make the playoffs. And, uh, again, thoughts and prayers are with DeMar and his family. So, yep. anything else to say, Nate? Nope. I think you covered it all. Perfect. Well, hey, we'll catch you guys next week, hopefully, with the with our reactions to our division predictions to start this season. That'll be really fun. And then we'll be doing some awards, the fantasy football awards for the year. So, Definitely excited for that. So we'll catch you guys next time. But uh, have a safe and happy rest of your week. Go Frogs. All right. Thanks, guys.